0: The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by A Moment with Morris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with BlackBlueprintsWithAZ.com. I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. We are bringing you the newest episode of the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. That's where we uh, get in and talk about everything going on in the traffic out here in the world, out here in these streets.
1: In these cold, cold, cold streets. And these streets are cold.
0: <laughs> episode number
1: 79 man 79 with a bullet bang bang
0: to your head we are gonna focus on and dedicate this episode to to a special young brother who's yeah. just recently passed yeah. There's a lot of information going on around about him so we're gonna jump right into the topic but we'd like to give a special shout out acknowledgement and rest in peace to our brother nipsey Hussle.
1: to our brother nipsey Hussle, man shout out man to his family uh his soon-to-be wife lauren london his kids all his fans uh Tragedy, man. Uh, before he's an artist, before he's an entrepreneur, I always touch on the fact that the brother was a father, um, husband, a son. Uh, a whole community is is hurting right now. A whole family is hurting. I can't even imagine the pain um, that they're going through at this particular time, though I've been involved with a lot of violence and a lot of death in my lifetime. But for a young brother, uh, only 33 years old. To have finally now risen to that superstardom that he was grinding for for all those many years. I remember Nipsey Hussle when nobody knew Nipsey Hussle. And I remember how dope of an artist he was. I was like, well, who's this dude from L.A.? You know what I'm saying? This dude was a spitter. And even in a time when rap music started transitioning from the spitters like Nipsey Hussle, he stayed relevant He stayed on his path, or as he would like to say, his marathon, and finally came out with his first official uh, mainstream album called The Victory Lap, right? And this is like 10 to 15 years in the game, grinding. But the thing about his grind, though he didn't have national prominence, he was always the guy in his hood, the guy in L.A. Neighborhood nip. That's what they call him, right? Yeah, yeah. So Nipsey Hussle always had it down, but it was almost like now the world gets to see who this artist is. And besides the artistry piece, the dude's mindset for entrepreneurship, uh, building black. Uh, I had an a, a, a interview actually with ABC News just yesterday about him and all the works that he was doing. That kind of stuff. Building STEM programs, bringing it back to the hood. Actually owning... The lot that him and his boys used to kind of run around in, uh, do hood shit in, and, and buying that block, right? Creating yeah. his own line, his own brand, and creating businesses, right? That idea, that thought process from a gangster to now an entrepreneur was something that I, myself, who is in the process of doing a lot of those different things, actually opened up my uh, thrift store, having my clothes line. um, having a successful nonprofit. I applaud that more than the artists. I applaud the entrepreneurial spirit, the entrepreneurial side, the fact that he understood it's not about me leaving the hood. It's about me coming back and bringing it back to my community, to my neighborhood. But the unfortunate part of that part is his untimely death. It happened in his neighborhood.
0: Yeah. And and something to highlight, I always think is important that when you leave this earth, it's a it's an instant. It's a fleeting moment when when you transition on. Yeah. So I don't like to make that the totality of a discussion on a human being like that was an instant that happened. Uh, your life is what was what's important and what you did in your time that you were here. And so uh, he was doing a lot in his community yeah. and, and very beloved by a lot of people who, who came to know him uh i didn't know the man i remember uh i used to work as a uh, used to represent recording artists and so we did a show with him uh about 2010 in los angeles and he had a a powerful presence back then okay like you literally knew when he and, and his people had arrived like there was an actual energy shift yeah it was at the uh, celebrity center in los angeles and and it shifted like day to night like you felt it and from everybody who's i've heard say anything about him um positive like i've only you know and but i think that's something that we need to to look at is is that uh he he did lay out he didn't create it but he did follow the blueprint for 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 success the black blueprint for success in the sense of uh, buying up businesses in the sense of uh reinvesting in the community that you came from and hiring people from the community that you came from and showing that it can be done in in that toe inspiring people from yes. the community that that he came from yes and so when, when we talk about you know we're moving forward and, and right now he's trending on every social media topic and Everything. his uh, his uh, iTunes and all that stuff went up like four thousand percent uh because of all the people who who are just now getting on to him musically
1: and he owns all his masters S- salute to that salute so. to that salute to that that money goes back to his estate. Yeah, so
0: if if, if if in discussion for what he did and what was going on in his life, let, let's let's really look at that because this is somebody who, who who took his life and his career and his community and he he put it on his back and in his own hands. Yeah. You know that he wasn't sitting there saying, well, I'm waiting for these people to come in and and stop gentrifying my area. Yes. I'm coming for these people to stop doing this. No, he was proactive in what he wanted to see. In his life. And I think that that's something to carry forward when we talk about his legacy, about if you're saying that. And and I say that for all the people who, who are all the posts and all the energy and all the love and all the prayer. If you truly love somebody and support somebody and believe in what they believed in, then continue the fight. Yeah. Like when when one goes down, take the baton and continue to run with it. You have to. We've had a lot of great men and women in, in our culture and in our history who did amazing things that we sit back and say, man, they were wonderful, man, they were courageous, man, they were this, this and this. But we step back and just look at what they did and don't continue on the path they were on. Yeah. You know, we can highlight Malcolm or Martin, whichever you lean a little more to. We can highlight Marcus Garvey. We can look at, at all Tupac these people, all these people yeah all these people but how much of what they were doing and what you love them for have you personally continued uh, and so i think that if we're going to talk about his legacy i mean his bloodline will live on through his children mm-hmm. his message and his words and his actions should live on through us
1: yeah i think that the one of the things and i saw queen says uh, you know about my past you know we don't want to hear about the negative we want to hear about the future your elevation and i believe the elevation and i and i appreciate that but i just have to be you know real in this area, because I, I frequent, uh, you know, the Crenshaw area over there, you know, High Park and all those different areas. in Crenshaw, as we know, once upon a time, that was all black businesses. Um, so that district by itself watching him, uh, you know, it Right. While we know gentrification is the realest thing that's hitting us um in a way to where it's not about the gun violence, but it's about folks moving us out of these neighborhoods that they've rightly said to us, um, ain't really no real investment in here. So we might as well just kind of move Negroes out. But the reality is we know that this is good real estate um, in so many different ways. We find ourselves having that idea and that identity crisis that it's supposed to be move out the hood, live in the suburbs with the white folks, right? That's what it's supposed to be. That's making it. That's making it. That's establishment that right. right? White acceptance is literally what we fall through. And I'm not saying that he didn't have a, uh, a home out there in the suburbs, but he came to his hood. And though he was at the pinnacle of his career, where he was a mainstream artist, it was no longer neighborhood, uh, nip it was international nip you know what I'm saying because now you are known now you are being televised now you have people all around the world who didn't know you 10-15 years ago knowing who Nipsey Hussle I mean even though I don't give a shit about the white accolades he got nominated for a Grammy and that's a big deal I don't believe that ain't shit throw that out the window but in the reality and the content of what we're talking about that to folks is a great accomplishment Yeah. now Going back to the hood and doing what he did is supposed to give you a lifelong pass to any kind of injustice, any kind of evil that you've done. Because like I have done in my past, I have said my lifetime mission is clean up the dirt that I've done by putting in the work in the communities that I've done it in. Whether I'm in Sacramento, whether I'm in New York, whether I'm in the Bay Area, wherever I laid the dirt. I need to be the part of the change, not a part of the problem. I need to be a part of the solution. So the reality is we have this brother that really gives it up. And when he gives it up, he doesn't give it up in a sense where he's waiting. Like you said earlier, he gives it up in a way that I haven't even blown up yet. Yeah. But I'm going to get the little monies, right? So you're talking about Nipsey Hustle only had one album recorded on a major label and that's his first debut album but everything after before that were all independent albums and mixtapes that he put out so you talk about the independent grind as me being a former manager of artists dude the independent grind plus the show money plus whatever other hustle you got on the side and on top of that the dude was entrenched in the game culture in LA that as we all know, is a culture for life, he was able to transition in such a way to still be good in the streets, but then get credibility outside of the streets and kind of have both of those things collide and combine that in such a way that you haven't seen someone maneuver and do that since the days of Tupac. I'll probably say Snoop Dogg is probably one of those artists that has really been able to cultivate that. We'll also talk about guys like Master P, but Nipsey did it in such a way that in our this era of young people watching and observing, he did it in a way where it was so much under the radar that when you now look back and see all the things that he was doing, you are hurt even more because they literally took a great leader off this planet from what we're hearing for something so petty and so simple. Because the attitude of black people against ourselves is if I don't have it or if we get into some argument, it has to be a life is lost. And that's kind of where I'm kind of frustrated on this whole idea of conspiracy compared to what it could truly really be. And I'm not talking about the street politics, but just jealousy and envy in our community, because this is a thing that we have sustained by trying to fight. And get outside of white supremacy. We have been uh, crabs in a bucket. That old school saying. By holding each other back. And drawing that negative energy. That created. Ultimately Nipsey Hussle's demise.
0: Yeah I I think that. uh, And I agree with what you're saying. I think a big part of it is that we have a. We have a self esteem deficiency. Which is strong in the community. Okay, And that we use a lot of external things. To try to level out. Justify or kind of pump up how we may or may not feel about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And too often, your success equals my failure. Wow. So when it comes to valuing people who are doing something for the community, valuing people who are putting in the work, opening up the schools, they're, they're buying the grocery stores, mm-hmm. they do the food programs for the kids. They're
1: doing everything you wouldn't do.
0: Yeah, well, all the things that they're doing, instead, a lot of times, it's not even acknowledged because it's it, the value of what they're doing is superseded by every great accolade you get is like a gut check from me Mm. that you may be feeding kids you may be helping elderly you may be protecting the block you may be doing all these great things but every pat on the back to you is a slap in the face to me that's crazy and we we have too many people and that's this is not a us thing this is not a a black thing low self-esteem or or that sort of stuff is universal but let's talk about but but, i I say that because (laughs) Uh, yeah. We're addressing us yeah, I, yeah, I preface yeah. that first to say this is not just Something that is unique to us because sometimes you got to say that you right. uh, That that Everybody got these issues but speaking about Where we are as a community That I think that we have to get back We got to get to some stuff where we're good about us Like where we're good is who we are as an individual That when we can see a brother who's out there Working and doing stuff we can appreciate What he's doing Yeah. And that, that makes you pause That makes you the way you want to react or respond To somebody because you weigh it out Like, that makes you able to have a conversation instead of able to go for a pistol. Yeah. Like, this person has value for who they are and what they're doing. So let me, I'm going to leverage that a little bit to how I deal with them when we have an altercation. But if I dismiss everything you're doing and what you're doing has no value because of how it makes me feel about me, then me and you is just two dudes on the street. Yeah. And I think that. We talked a little bit before we got started, yeah. and and some of this is just disheartening to me. So if it comes across that way, it's it's because it is like just keep it one hundred. Like I said, tell, telling I've seen this movie before, mm. and 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 it's a movie that I would walk out on if I could. Mm. Like that that we start doing something that one of us starts propelling and excelling, and that starts making an actual change. The needle starts to move, and something like this happens. Right. And it it gets get to the point to where I'm not one of those people I don't I wasn't huge on Nipsey's music I, I'm not even gonna, not even good or bad I'm just wasn't overly familiar with it, uh, but I respect the work that he did yeah and I respect the, the the time the effort his own resource that he was putting in and I appreciate all the work that was being done that that he was spearheading and it's just so disheartening to see another another brother yeah. Who's who's in the middle of making actual change and actually moving the needle and actually making a real world contribution that would put us in a better position and he's no longer here.
1: I mean, uh, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted with um, the attitudes that our people show so often when things like this happen. The fact that a black man is dead, another black man is dead. Um, The attitude that we have where we are putting a lot of emphasis on. Peace queen. Good morning. This black brother, but we don't even look and have a conversation about the ten-year-old girl that died uh, after a fight or during a fight uh, in her classroom. We don't even give that light. No. Um, so then, that's not re- disrespecting Nipsey. It's just a fact of the value that we have um, for ourselves and and what we uphold dear. Um, the attitude that we have. When things like this happen where we don't want to look at ourselves, we don't look at us, we don't want to point the finger of what we probably uh, brought to the situation. We want to create the idea that uh, this was some government hit. And trust me when I tell you a brother that knows history and, and understands history and knows how evil and significant the government is, they are more high tech than they've ever been and will ever need to be because, one, times have changed. So the reality of what we're looking at now when we talk about a government hit, the government hit would have been a lot different than this. It would have been a lot more smoother than this. Let's be very clear. Let's be very honest. And the fact that the the so-called alleged, because I, I can't tell you if this guy was the killer who they got pictured out. I don't know. And I'm not going to share it. I'm not going to try to be into that position. All I know is what I saw. And I saw someone running out of uh, some alleyway approaching him and his colleagues, shooting him, coming back, shooting him again, making sure that the job was done, right? Kicking him and um, his, his people fleeing from the scene, right? And that to me is not a government hit, just in my perspective. What it is to me is what a lot of Negroes who are chiming in a lot of people that are creating these different ideas of what it should be and what it could be because we don't want to look at us in, in, in a way we need to really dissect the things that we're dealing with psychologically, right, yeah. in the black community, that jealousy, envy, and hate. And pettiness and someone being sensitive because someone got at them uh, on a social media platform or somebody got at them for a a difference of opinion when they had a discussion or an argument or for the fact that you're living um, a life that you don't want to live and you're looking at that other person and said that should be me. Or the simple fact that you don't really give a fuck about a person's position so go, you just like me so you can die like today. Yeah, I think that attitude to me is more problematic than anything because what it says is we don't value ourselves We don't really value our lives Um, We don't really care about the culture. We're more um, impressed about Negroes killing Negroes than fighting the oppressor. I mean, everyone coming up with these ideas, Dr. Sebi, I mean, that's all good and dandy. But if Dr. Sebi was going to get shut down, all of the numerous YouTube videos that's out about his work would be shut down currently. And it's not right. So in the bigger picture, would he have been a target? I believe so, but we also have a lot of artists that are doing great work right now, currently, from the Umars to... the Brother Polites. And all these brothers are indifferent. They all got their flaws, yeah. right? But we're just saying about the information that they're putting out. There's so many other folks that are out there. Um, you know, you have Jay-Z who's doing a lot of major things to disrupt the system, right? Especially when he's talking about prison reform, yeah. right? You have Brother Myson, that's out there, a former predicate felon, and now is out there really champion for his community. David Banner. You have all of these different brothers, ours as well as sisters Moving the gauntlet that are speaking truth to power and everyday folks like myself that we do understand that we are a target, but at the moment of where Nipsey got hit, not now, not now, which we're we're not now, they're not going to move like that. What this was, was a sloppy, jealous, rat ass, sensitive, coward, Negro, silly Negro shit at its finest. Doing something that he had no idea what would be the repercussions from. Because he looks at it like, I'm in this street shit, you in this street shit still, fuck it, this is some street politics, you disrespected me, I'm going to take you out. And I think that when we start angling that a little bit more on the focus on what we have to do to build a, 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 a common trust amongst each other, instead of trying to create this illusion, even though I know, even though I know what the government's plots and plans are I'm not knocking that but negating what it truly could really be from the experience of Malcolm X's and Martin Luther King's where black people were more together I don't really truly believe going to my point the government has to work that hard because we do it to ourselves if you think about the numerous rappers that have got killed by gun violence whether we're gang affiliated or not you just go to the, the the string of hundreds of rappers who wasn't even able to even make it to Dipsy Hustle's acclaim in Chicago. You look at uh, Big L. You look at Chinks Drugs. You look at uh Tupac, you look at Biggie, and of course, Biggie and Tupac will be more of what I believe had to do with some conspiracy, but still, Tupac got killed on some street shit, so before the government could take him out, that street shit got him caught up because he was playing with politics he didn't understand and he really didn't know and didn't realize that the motherfuckers don't look at you like Tupac, they just look at you as a Negro, another Negro that can get killed.
0: Okay, so a lot of stuff there to, to, to look at. So, so the conspiracy stuff, let's just say for the sake of discussion, uh, we, we, we throw out the motivation just as easily as you could have approached the dude and said, hey, you know, some some dudes pulled up in a Ford and some white shirts and ties and said, hey, you're going to go out and take this dude out. We don't care how you do it. Just make sure you get it done to the same as I hate this dude. He disrespected me, I'ma end his life. Whatever the motivation for the for the hit is. They if you believe in a conspiracy or not. You believe it's on street stuff, whatever. Let's just let's just set that aside for, yeah. for, 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 for right now. Um what are we doing with this? Like, cause I I have seen the, the 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 uh the social media CSI groups that have been <laughs> forming who who have never even been to the city of Los Angeles but yet have put together this law and order case from the couch yeah so uh, that's not where i'm spending my energy not, not like at all. It, it, it's just not and if, if we're saying that okay it's all these different moving parts all these things that we have it okay so a couple guys you you uh highlighted and why bringing up nipsey's original past is not what i'm on either yeah so you know you got guys you mentioned dudes like brother polite mm-hmm. and mr Miss uh dr umar mm-hmm. and and all these dudes that you can pull dr boys walking boys you know? oh, pick one um it, it, Tariq Nasheed, you pick, pick a dude. Yeah. You can find something online to realize, ah, because of this, I'm not gonna mess with them. Uh had social media started in nineteen fifty eight, Yeah you, there would not be no schools named after Martin Luther King. Yeah. Yeah. There would not be a holiday recognized anywhere. If social media had him showing him creeping like Tristan uh, Thompson was creeping yeah. on Chloe If you saw Martin the way he was creeping on Coretta Social media would have roasted him And it would have devalued what he was doing exactly. If social media was around to show Detroit Red Before Brother Malcolm,
1: Malcolm.
0: Yeah. We would've, They would have discredited all his stuff So we've had people Previously who've had past But we don't use that to negate the work And so I'm not going to do that either I'm not going to sit there and say well, well he done this and that So, so, so we can't look at this I, I'm not on that either Like really what I'm about is what are we doing like, like really on the what now. Oh, I've seen so much work, so it's a good example. He respected what Dr. Sevy was doing. Yes. And if you're not familiar with who Dr. Sebi is, please do your research. This brother was a genius. Yes. He, uh, he went to court repeatedly and won, showing that he was enabled to, of curing patients of cancer and even of AIDS on, on a holistic alkaline diet about how, you know, infection lives in the body and mucus and a diet to stick to and, and some real stuff that'll get you off these pills and this
1: medication
0: in a nation that is run by a pharmaceutical corporation. So
1: in a sense of his death, the empowerment that he has had and created in his death is now Dr. Sebi is like prime time use. So, yeah. go
0: ahead. so why I say that is, is that all the work that Dr. Sebi did and when he passed Nipsey picked up the baton, he didn't just sit there and say, well, the government's coming to be getting them after getting after him for years. And they've been looking at his research and trying to discredit him." He picked up the baton to further highlight and research and provide the information. So if, if we're looking at man, Nipsey was buying buildings. Nip- Nipsey was buying back the block. Nipsey was employing his people. Let's acknowledge it. Let let us champion him for what he did. Now let's keep doing it. Yeah. Like like I I'm just just the energy that I'm on is it, yeah. just like keep building. Yeah. I, I'm not on the I'm not trying to pick apart a man's past. I'm right. not trying to go down this X Files rabbit hole. Of conspiracy theories and this, that and the third and what motivation led to what the issue that we have and why we've gotten stopped on a lot of areas when it comes to moving forward is, is because we have a a, a one man up up mentality. There's a lot of organizations, cultures and stuff moves that you can take out a dude. It doesn't stop the movement. Yeah. There is no guy yeah. that that's running Yeah, there, There's no person that's in the chair. And if you get rid of the person in the chair, the movement stops. Yeah, it should keep on moving. It should keep moving. Yeah. You just interchange out next man up, next woman up, yeah. and keep the, keep the move moving. So if we're going to respect and appreciate and acknowledge and love and cherish his brother for all
1: the stuff that he did, don't
0: disrespect his legacy and his heritage by stopping the
1: movement. The movement needs to keep on moving. And at the same time, when I posted up on Facebook about... Whether it's conspiracy, whether it's street politics, what are we going to do, right? What are we going to do? And that has to be the theme. What are we going to do? My answer is build. But I do understand that a lot of us will probably stay stagnant and not do anything because there has been this plentiful fear. For black people to not want to build for the fear that they will be executed, for the fear they will be prosecuted in such kind of ways, for the fear they won't get support. And all those fears, I am not going to sit there and say they are not significant because they are. Because we do have a big problem and an issue about support. We do have a big problem about pointing the finger and saying, hey, well, who's going to help us uh, clean up this neighborhood instead of just cleaning up the neighborhood by yourselves? We have this mentality to want to be on this saviorship, right? When I say saviorship, it's like, it is. if it's not a leader or some savior that's going to be the pinnacle of the work, then I'm not going to do the work because I have to be led in a way. And it's almost in a sense of why we've been so hung and stuck on that Jesus mentality, right? The Jesus thing of he died for my sins, so the real reality is I ain't got to do nothing. <laughs> well, I'll pray, and because I pray, I don't have to put no action in our prayer, Everything that legacy that was left by uh, Nipsey was ownership, entrepreneurship, black empowerment to the highest level. And we have to continue to move. What we don't need is our good brothers and sisters in L.A. to go out there and become vigilantes. Because, yes, there is some snake negro out there that did the do. Yes, there is a sucker, a coward, a vulture, a scumbag that has done the do to our great brother. But there are plenty more of those in every community, in every city. Some folks that are probably chiming in right now on our live. We need to definitely get rid of them. But going out, killing innocent people because of their connection and their affiliation, that's not the way. That just re- uh, perpetuates more of the bullshit because Dipsy ain't coming back. Nipsey is not coming back. By killing 10 other Negroes from the other side. It's just not going to happen. Creating a gang war right there in L.A. is not going to be able to help us move the ground. It is going to allow the enemy, the oppressor, to take back what Nipsey built. Right now, we have to protect everything he's built. Make sure the family is secure on what they're doing. Make sure the community is secure on what's going on. It has to remain sustained in that community because this is the best time for them to sit there and say, let's take it all back. They've done it with when we look at our our, um, artists, whenever they've built Prince, he dies, they've took it all back. Michael Jackson, he died, they took it all back. Tupac Shakur's estate had to battle and, and fight and eventually, last year, they got all of the power and the music back to their state. That's what they do. When we go down and we've built, they come back to take. It's almost as if we were they were lending us this. And when we're done, they're going to come take it back. The time right now... And I'm not going to throw the unity shit because that's so often said. I'm not going to say stop the violence because evidently you Negroes like violence amongst yourselves. You don't like violence against the oppressor. I'm going to say this. The time isn't to go kill a bunch of Negroes because of one man's death. The time is to rise and continue his legacy and continue to build in a way if you haven't been building. That's the time it is right now.
0: Okay. And let's let's put this out on the table, too, and understand, because we're going to say something and, and have a real conversation as we acknowledge what the brother is. Let's look at what the game is. This is a capitalist society. Talk to him. And money moves everything in this system. And if you're not willing to play the game the way the game is getting played, you're about to get beat. And with the way this system works, you have to be aggressive that you have to be proactive, that you have to be continuous, that you have to be diligent. This half-assed efforts of trying to move forward does not work. Like like I said, this brother he was working on all fronts, yep. trying to try to employ the community, trying to get stuff done, trying to continue to work. And in that process, you can't sit there and say that okay, well I'm just going I'm going to take my foot off the gas. That I'm going to sit there and say okay, that's how you cuz right now when the same way with the print stuff, the Michael Jackson stuff, sharks in the water oh yeah for sure vultures are there it is as soon as the people who were in charge of running things michael was very diligent about getting this published and stuff done But nobody else around him was.
1: And getting other people's publishing that (laughs) died. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Elvis and the Beatles. That's a big catalog.
0: And even Beyonce, Eminem, like all the favorite people that you know of, Michael owned publishing on because he was diligent about that. And as soon as he passed, the baton was dropped. Yes. Because there was nobody to come right behind him with the same energy on that same passion to keep the same needle moving. Yeah. And. Prince is a state. Like, as soon as the stuff is up for grabs, like I said, it's capitalism. Everybody is trying to exploit people. Everybody's trying to move forward. Right now, we're in our feelings and our emotions. Right now, somebody is at the drawing board talking about, how do I get these assets? Exactly. How do I buy back what he purchased? Yep. How do I capitalize on what he was doing? That's what I'm saying. We have to be consistent. We got to be next man up. And Nipsey was, was big about business and entrepreneurship. He was also big about his family. Yes. And that as much as we want to sit there and say, all right, man, we need to buy the block back. We also need to raise our kids. Yeah. As much as we need to say that we need to start businesses,
1: we also need to love our woman. Good father and a brother that loved his woman. Yeah. Not saying what was going on behind. What he showed is what he showed. And Laura London already had previous relationships with brothers in industry. But what I saw from him with her, that they really took it to another level. Yeah that were really growing with each other. So that was, yeah, uh, that was he, inspiring.
0: He was building his family. He was building his business. He was building his community. Like I said, if, if that's what we're going to be on, then let, let, let that be what we be on.
1: Yeah, well, I'm just saying that that has to be the focus on yeah. you know everything. you know, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'd say it. And it's not about us. Well, to me, it is. It's about separation. But it's about separation in a way to where our ownership becomes our power. And that's what I said. Our ownership is our power, right? When you are able to own and dictate, right, In principle, what can and can't be done. Like today, I woke up to meet my brother to do the podcast, but I woke up on our time that we set. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't I have to adjust my time because I got to go to a job. I work for myself. I'm an owner of BlackBlueprint.com. Um, Shouts out to Queen MJ, who holds it down and, in, 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 you know, behind the scenes, behind the scene work, building up, you know, creating that strategy, you know, with her as she helps develop uh, the Black Blueprints brand with me. Uh, and, and that's that's a tremendous value that I found a sister that was really able to say, OK, I love this Black Blueprints idea. How can we excel it? I know you got the clothing but we need to make sure we interact more heavily on the social media and on the internet and what she's been able to do to help me with all the stuff that I'm juggling. And this is black man and black woman collaborating has been just um, priceless. So shouts out to MJ on just continuing to move the black blueprints as a brand on the social media aspect. If y'all not tuned in, tune in BlackBlueprints.com. We got a lot of stuff on Facebook and everything else that's really rocking. But saying that is I've created... Uh, um, a business that is also a nonprofit. a nonprofit. I don't give a fuck what anyone's telling you it's a business yeah. some of the biggest nonprofits are the college institutions of sports and we're not going to even talk about what, that right NFL? now <laughs> NFL is a nonprofit. profit folks don't know and um, it's a business yeah, it's and you got to run business. it like a business because they're going to treat you like a business with taxes and everything else like yeah. that and I've done that for 11 years that has basically catapulted me to do other things and continue to be my own man but not only that to empower my young people to encourage my young people to employ my young people to get these contracts that other folks are, are reluctant to get because this might, might be a lot of money but for me to figure out because I'm a hustler to know I could get this and do this and flip that and to also make the investments you know I'm in, in, in investments in real estate throughout the community and, and just kind of diving in with that and building with my team Bill Black uh, you know collectively understanding that it has to be some kind of institution that we all kind of you stem from and an and attitude of buying back Um, reinvesting, creating, doing all these different things, empowering our community. And uh, one of the great things that we're going to be doing with Bill Black is doing a Bill Black app that's coming out. And that's going to be able to connect the dots on every city and state that's trying to really move in this blackness. So the reality for me has always been entrepreneurship. And that was when I was a drug dealer, right? That's when I I was slanging. I, that's what it has actually helped to elevate me to where I'm at right now because the hustle that I had in my previous life led me to what's going on right now and also led me to see the snakes, the vultures, the haters, the jealous motherfuckers because I've dealt with it on another level in a different era. But what I'm saying is I rather make less As an entrepreneur and being my own boss and being an owner and being able to delegate, being able to create, being able to sit there and say to my daughter, hey, this is what I'm passing you down. Hey, daughter, uh, work for me. Don't go over there and work for them. Here. A young person calls me, hey, uh, dad, mentor, I need a job or need an opportunity. Boom, let's go ahead and do this and be able to move the way I'm moving with other entrepreneurs to build something that we've built before because we had no choice. And I think because we have too many choices, the fear of building black in a way to where it's unapologetic with our excellence is something that stops folks from actually pushing the switch and saying, "Let me do for self." Okay, so
0: and and a lot of that. So let's let's, let's, let's break that down too. So and and, and I appreciate it, all those words because I I I respect. I'm one of these people that I have a company and I got a bunch of jobs. I spend most of my day working, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and I know that's real for a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there. And
1: I, and, and the, go, 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 let me well, just. I think we Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. You know, no, and, and I'm not knocking the worker. 'Cause everybody has to fit get in where they fit in. Yeah. But for me and for my ideas and for what I do, like I can't work for a person telling me you have to do this. You got to be here. That's just not my thing. Yeah. And my thing is wealth ain't going to come from me working. So I have to do other stuff. I would be bored at a job. dog. Yeah. I'd get fired from a job. I, I'm too I'm too aggressive. Uh, I'm too outspoken. I'm too matter of fact. I'm too, uh, that shit don't work. And I'm too much like, man, this is some bullshit. And I don't like doing the same shit every day.
0: Yeah. I always say all the time for almost 15 years, I used to say I'm fired for almost every job I ever worked. And so that's not recording. So, uh, uh-uh. hey, if you hear any sidebar for the podcast we're, we're doing this simultaneously with the facebook live and our
1: so, facebook live just just
0: died out so if you're to so the <laughs> extra commentary that's where that's coming from uh and so if for the people out there who have who a job and if you're somebody who's you know whatever your situation is you got a nine to five that keeps food on your table this and that that doesn't mean that that excludes you from participating in this sort of stuff you can work at 40 hours a week at the job that you work while you're building something that you can pass yes. down and, and, and something that you can provide for your family with. That if you spend your whole life dedicating to someone else at the end, you, you, you're not going to be compensated for the life that you gave up. You know, you give up 30 years of your life to a company, whatever, for a monetary check, but you can't give your son a job. You can't give your daughter a job. You can't pass down the company. You can't. Just not go to work tomorrow if you don't have sick time on the books. Yeah. Like, I mean, so there is value in a job, but make sure that you are doing something that builds and creates for not only you, but for your family and and your community as a whole. So now we're in this position to where our brother Nipsey has passed Mm. and that, you know, all these different stories will come out and and the details of it. will. And the sidebar of that, too, is I don't ever need to see the details of of one of us passing. Yeah, stop
1: sharing that shit, y'all. Yeah, have a, some respect, y'all. Yeah, the whole people who's trying to be first. To get and, likes and get
0: views. Yeah. I, and I, get comments. I just, Sick. I just got offline. Go ahead. For that reason, because everybody was trying to beat the punch to be the first person to show his body still at the scene.
1: And that's a part of the sickness that we have. That folks don't have a respect value. There was a woman that recorded Laura London running in, screaming um, hysterically as she got to the hospital right, yeah, And said that's Lauren in London And recorded it And I understand everybody wants to be in the know I understand everybody wants to be that first person That uh, promotes or illustrates something But to me, that's whack It's corny That's just um, clout chasing As they like to call the term And it's insensitive And yeah. it's like, where are human values to allow grief Or just to be sensitive To knowing that One, we already know that the cameras are going to show us the actual situation go down, right? As much as they can view it. We don't need to see Johnny Public utilizing their own, uh, you know, news cameras, so to speak, to show us death. And because they're insensitive, post it, post it, post it. Because we have like accepted and normalized death. That's why this shit sometimes is kind of like, all right, they will just die. What are we doing next? Well, that's because we al- see it so often.
0: And that's also how you can watch a man kick a seventy-year-old, 78-year-old woman in the face. And your first thing is to break out your phone and, and exactly. record it, as opposed to, let me jump in here, intervene and help. Because we've created such a society that everybody wants to be Johnny on the spot with the camera. Everybody wants the breaking news. Everybody wants to be the one to, to, to capture the story. That we forget about the humanity of human beings, and we forget that these are all still people. So I mean, this idea that uh, I got to be the one that's out there that that's got to be showing everything—that was a part. Of, that was one of the things that was disgusting to me. Is that we had all these people who were, like I said, we we you show them live on the scene and show them at the hospital and all this, that, and the third. We don't need all that, you know. We we don't need all that because this is a human being and the more that we keep dehumanizing each other and devaluing our life and who's affected like i said that's how we get that question of how come them dudes just stood there and watched her get beat how come the people stood around and pulled out phones when when she was getting mugged or assaulted this is shit
1: how how did nipsey hustle's boys run from the shooting scene but this goes to show you everybody wants to live As much of a gangster that folks, and I don't know if those brothers was connected to that gangster life. I don't know. So I'm doing an assumption. But the reality is that's the bag. Protect the bag, right? But I have to (laughs) damn damn, near put my own life on the line to protect the person that this thing don't move without him or she. And the reality was... Thank what you. I saw was they was worried about protecting their own lives because they ran so fast. And some will say, "What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to run uh, to uh, uh, to the to the to the gun." Uh, well, run after the Negro because Negroes was running a total opposite of way and didn't even turn around to run to the way when the dudes started running. Okay, they were gone.
0: Okay, so the only thing about the that, So the only thing about that is because because the important part is to qualify who those dudes were to him. Because the reality of it is, is if you could have been a, a neighborhood friend, but you ain't about that life. So that's why I, I said uh, I, well, don't, I don't know well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, assumptions I'm just, yeah that's what I'm saying so there, I don't recommend if you just <laughs> just running after an active shooter just off the rip you know
1: I, I mean I'm just saying though brother but, but here's my what this, and this is the only reason why I say that and I'm, of course we have other things to kind of right. really dive in on it's just because what we visualize right how one was Nipsey so comfortable at his store Because he believed that he was protected in his community, in his city, as well as he should have been. But the last tweet he had was what? Uh, It's a blessing to have strong enemies. With that being said, the last tweet he had that day was it's a blessing to have strong enemies. It's to understand who you are at this particular time. As of right now, I'm no longer neighborhood I am Nipsey Hussle that everybody in some kind of way are going to try to get something from whether it's a good or whether it's a bad kind of situation.
0: Okay.
1: Now, my attitude to me is yes. Yes. You've done all the embracement for your community, but at the end of the day, the streets don't love you. The community loves you, but the streets don't love you. The streets are jealous. The streets are envious. The streets know no names. The street knows body count and the streets just are what they are, the streets. So to be that comfortable for me, is like, nip. you're slipping. And this shouldn't have to be a point of where we go dissect why and what and shouldn't have. But the reality of our culture Because we have this eternal hatred for each other is that you got to, even in your own city and community, understand where you at. The brother Mac Dre got killed. My brother Mac Dre got killed due to slipping in someone else's community, right? Where that made folks never want to go back to that community for the longest of times. But in that reality, even in our own community, you have to understand the same snakes are there as well, even though you believe you're good. Nobody had any kind of weaponry. Nobody fired back. They were chilling because it's a Sunday and gangsters do die on Sundays. It was such a unfortunate set of circumstances where Nip could have lived because whatever Conspired, and this is all allegedly things that we are hearing. Yeah. That there was some argument that ensued, left, came back, and the reason why, when folks were talking about, there's no way that it could have been some local Negro because Negroes don't have accurate aim and all this other stuff. Because folks thought it was a drive-by, whatever. Yeah. That that's why folks will continue to create the conspiracies, and folks will continue to do that because that's yeah. what Negroes do. And even when the evidence is right there, that eh, probably not a conspiracy was gonna say nope it is conspiracy because he was an informant whatever but the reason why the nigga was able to get so close and get those shots off is because nipsey knew who this person was it was somebody that he personally knew that's why nobody was really tripping it was probably like this buster yeah. right it's like man this is a sucker dude like i ain't even worried about this dude even if he allegedly was on all paperwork so being that comfortable has created this illusion for Negroes that you're good in every hood and the reality, because I've seen brothers get killed outside of their hood Young Greatness was killed in a Waffle House. You no. understand what I'm saying? No. Uh, Big L was killed at, in his own community by somebody he knew. There's just a string of artists that have died by gunshots ex-Takashion uh, he, you know, the way he got killed was some okay. people that knew him Okay. Just to re- wait, 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 just real quick. The reality of what we're dealing with, what we're facing is, is this hatred that we're comfortable with being around scumbags and we can't be comfortable with being around scumbags that don't have the same intentions that we have trying to move our community forward.
0: OK, so get that. So then do we then have to take some of the heat off the brothers and sisters who get some paper and leave? Because the the argument that always goes is, oh, you make a little money, you run out to the suburbs, you run out and lead the community, you, you got to get up out I of here. I get it. No, no, I'm saying so. So <laughs> by that is, because right now, there's a whole bunch of people <laughs> who are packing uh, bags. See, see, this is why. Diggles is, is never satisfied, dog.
1: Niggles is never satisfied. You what's stay saying? in the hood, you know, you're fucked. You move out the hood, you ain't hooded up. Yeah. I don't. You know? well, I remember when Pac was
0: alive and he gave an <laughs> he, interview yes, and, he, he and he said that, he said, I don't want to move out to the suburbs where I'm uncomfortable and, and I don't like it. No one looks like me and I always feel like I'm in a zoo, but I can't stay where I came from because people don't have what I have and they're going to try to rob me. Yeah. Facts. So, it, so it, it, it's, you know, he said, I would love to stay where I'm at, but I can't. Huh? So when we hit, have a sickness, dog. So when we hear about these people who are like,
1: so then do we just remove the whole, oh, he sold out because he bounced family. Let me tell you something. Any Negro with their idea and philosophies, why I don't react to hate the way I could or what I should back in my younger days to my older days is because if you're hating on me, that means I'm doing a great job. So folks who are hating on me listening, because I know you're chiming in, please continue to hate because it's motivation. It creates uh, me to be more uh, inspirational and empower you even more with the hate you give because I know where it stems from. It doesn't stem from anything wrong with me because I ain't doing nothing wrong. So I've learned that. But the reality is, Negro saying all type of weird shit like that, them the Negroes ain't got shit. Them the Negroes that are still stuck in that mentality that is good in the hood. And yes, the Negro had a lot of love for a community that really, to be honest with you, is hood in a sense. But he knows the value of it because he knows that all it has to do is a little quick revitalization. And that's a good community that it was before, before the crack era hit. So I until we can fix our shit like I go into the communities to do the work, but I don't live in these communities, right? but I don't live in the suburbs as well. I just live in a place that's offset, that's close enough, but not close in because we know that sharks eat sharks. (laughs) That's just what it is.
0: Shark infested waters. And if I I mean, because I think that that's an important thing to to, to look at and discuss when we when we have these conversations, because we're real quick. To throw sellout, oh Conan—he just ran off this and yeah. that because he's not real. Uh, he forgot Shock where room. he came from.
1: All, uh, all those. Like, like, like—it's like, okay, you know, I'm really showing uh, that I'm hood because I got a Maserati in the hood. I'm parking it right here in the Jets. I mean, yeah, so do that if you want. It, I think we all know the outcome. And then, and then, it's the thing about it—the game of life in this industry, whether it's drug dealing or or, or rapping. For black males and black females, it doesn't end up good. And when I say that drug dealing, I remember, uh, you know, the uh, what's that? What's that? The black mafia gang uh, over there in Atlanta. Bmf, Bmf, the Bmf family. Okay. Now they, they were dealers. They did what they did, but they did so much for the community that they was in in Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? As well as in Detroit because they were you know, residents of Detroit that moved to Atlanta and all that, whatever. But the reality of it, in these games, even when you're doing all that you're doing to uplift to shed light, to show and prove, to employ, to give people, niggas still ain't satisfied. What brought BMF down was a snitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What brought BMF down was feuding and fighting and 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 all kind of bodies being dropped because other niggas got involved in, in some some serious uh, beefs, right? We don't know how to do correct business, whether it's illegal or correct business, if it's legal. If we continue to have connections to those neighborhoods that we've uh, adopted from, that we're trying to brand, we see that it could cost your life. This thing that happened in Nipsey Hustle, I repeat, should have never happened. Never.
0: And in that idea of it's hard. I, I I think it is hard. I understand the the pull and the ties to where you came from, and probably where your aunts and uncles live, and cousins and grandma still live there. And this is the elementary school you grew up in. So you're like, I don't want to turn my back on everything that I know.
1: But these but, I and mean, I mean, but, but, but this is the thing there are street codes, there are street routes. For this dude, mm, who, no, but, but here's there were. The thing. Okay, there were. I feel they still are, but they're not, Uh, you know what I'm saying? Folks are not following by it because for this dude who killed him to feel that kind of way, to know who he was dealing with, to know that if I kill this Negro, it's going to set off a war. It's going to set off a war like I'm not even getting probably orders to do anything. I'm just going to do it for me. It's going to set off a war. And another thing, Nipsey Hussle, from what I'm hearing, was going to be talking to the chief police of, of um, you know, of uh, LA. L.A., yeah. As well as with Jay Z, to create this, you know, to to create some kind of gang truce, uh, stop the violence out there in the community. As some of uh, L.A. has been hot, and even before uh, Nipsey got killed, it was like 26 uh, shootings or some incidents out there um, in the last few months. It's really getting heavy out in L.A., and this is not going to make it any better. It's going to make it a lot worse because though we're thinking with uh, an abstract mind of we shouldn't. No violence. We can't talk about what that community and those folks who are entrenched in it. And we're not advocating what we're telling you to do. We're saying from our own perspective, but we cannot sit there and and in our position from here on the outside looking in, try to numb their pain and their reaction because their reaction and their pain is what it is and what they lost is way more as a fan that I am of Nipsey the man, as well as the artist, is way more significant than I could ever imagine. So for me to sit there and say, we shouldn't stop, you know, we should stop the violence and not target other individuals, that's easy to say, easier to be done. But I'm sure motherfuckers want blood. And that's just the culture that we live in. That's just the black community, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. There were people who loved Pac across the world over. But when Pac died in California, like, no, he died in Vegas. No, no, no. In California, like the feeling how it hit. Okay. No. Like, like, like I said, you know, they loved him in Chicago. Yeah, they, loved yeah, him in Atlanta, yeah. they loved him in Atlanta. They loved him in, in you know, Nebraska, whatever. But, but the feeling, the loss here was, was, was huge. It was tremendous. And so I, I get that, that there's a lot and of started, emotion. And
1: it started, uh, the, the gang war that was brewing, it spilled it over the top.
0: Yeah, uh, so I get those those raw emotions down there in Los Angeles now. That and even at the the vigil for him, it turned around into in being an incident.
1: Yeah, well, I don't even know. I mean, f- the, the 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 reports are conflicting. Of course, they I was say two front, people. As doing this an incident, yeah, right. So
0: there's obviously something.
1: There's something bro. that happened, and I've heard reports that have been numerous uh, shootings, numerous deaths after the fact. Right? Yeah. Can't, can't really a couple pinpoint. people
0: got trampled and in, in all the people. Well, I'm, I'm talking
1: outside of that vigil. I'm talking about as soon as the murder went down with Nipsey. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, I was or, referring to the vision. Okay. that People
0: came out. There was no. An I know that. No, I know I'm, that. I'm
1: just saying, in a, in a reference of to what you're saying, and to all the things that are now happening outside of, yeah. You know, the ex, the experience of what's going on is like now, shit is taking a whole different idea, and it's going to take a whole lot of healing because people want to believe in a Messiah. People want to believe that you could do some dirt, clean up. And get back good and give back to your hood. You know, yeah. people want to believe that the black community can be reinvested by the black community. We want to believe that. Yeah. And this is a black eye because the ignorance of some silly ass Negro who just couldn't understand the value of that man, who couldn't just understand that is it's not really worth be taking them out. But if I feel disrespected, let's go ahead and let's chunk them. You know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and let's have that that round with our fists. It's not that serious to kill someone ever, especially if they're a person doing things to empower us. This is a big loss because for the first time in a long time, young people are now going to lose someone that could have really inspired them to think a different way. Nipsey Hussle did everything that Tupac was envisioning. Right. He did everything that Pac wanted to do. Pac was doing some of the things. The ideas were in in process, some certain things. He was able to uh, connect the dots. But you got to remember, Tupac died when he was 25 and all of that back and forth, the court, the jail stint for about a year and a half. You know, a lot of those different things he couldn't do, but he was in a process to doing. And he put that vision out there and understand guys like Nipsey Hussle was influenced by Tupac. Right. But until we realize that whatever, and this is, and again, this is not pointing the finger at any gangbang culture, but the reality is until we start looking at certain destructive cultures that we ourselves as black men and women continue to uh, uh, affiliate ourselves with, we have to understand that there always is going to be that person that don't give two dams about what the public perception is of us. They know the perception they have of you as an individual. So the reality for me is we have to cut ties with anything that can bring harm to us. This is what I will say a death blow to something that was so powerful and i plead with the people on ground and folks listening don't allow this to be the death blow allow this to be the inspiration for you to keep building and keep growing we cannot stop the build that's what i'm saying
0: yeah because like said this man 33 years of age was, was he was really just getting going and, and as much as you can say, just what, As much as you can say, what he used to be or what he was, and this and that. As a man at 33, he's really this just starting to man form into the person that he is.
1: But isn't that like literally how it pretty much rolls, right? Right. We we go through our 20s you know, we go through our teenage years trying to f- figure ourselves. twenties. It's all over the place. And then to get into that late twenties, you know, early thirties, really saying this shit's starting to work. That's how it happened with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: What, what I'm saying is, is that for, as, it, as life is just starting to form, it's just starting to grow is that it, it was cut off prematurely. But like I said, the important part is to make sure that this doesn't end. He was addressing like in his life that he was going to do the full documentary of the uh, information that Dr. Sebi was trying to bring to the world Uh, reports about Nick Cannon saying he wants to finish that documentary and continue that movement and keep that baton going. Those are the type of things that we need to do to make sure that the idea of buying back the, the neighborhood, the idea of opening up stores and employing our people, the ideas of not having to go outside of the community to prosper and to succeed and to grow. Those are the types of ways of how you continue a legacy of a human being. Take those good points, take those good messages, those good practices, those good campaigns and continue to run with that baton and to continue to grow and to continue to build. He was only 33 years old and he had a family that, and he was just getting started. His career was really just starting to ele- elevate. And his businesses were really starting to flourish. He was just getting started. Yeah. As we continue to uh move forward, more information will come out about this, but regardless of true motives or whatever's going on that, that resulted in his death, like I said, his death was a fleeting moment that this that he transferred on from this form of energy. But his life in its totality is what left a mark on the world. And to not leave that mark in vain by being so focused on the fleeting second But to pass that baton to continue to run and to build with the the information and the power that he had in his life. Uh, People like him do not just come around. They're not a dime a dozen. And and that we need to appreciate his being here and then to tap into the greatness that we have as individuals. All that stuff comes from the life that we live, from the stuff that we do. And importantly, the uh, stuff that we say,
1: Uh, you know, again, shots out to his family, all his family. His, uh, excuse me, family, friends, community, um, fans, of course, uh, you know, be understanding what hate is in our community, jealousy is, because I get a lot of it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and, and being on the front line, uh, doing the work, uh, fighting against the oppressor in such a way to where it puts me as a target at being on the list, you know what I'm saying, uh, it, it really, it really, you know, brings things and it hits home, it hits center, because, you know, sometimes I've asked myself, why am I working like this? Why am I working this hard? For what? You know what I mean? Um, and of course, it's because of legacy. Of course, it's because of empowerment. And of course, it's to, you know, bring the light uh, to for folks who's been living in the darkness. But sometimes <clears throat> when you see things like this, it hurts so hard because, um, you know, every day that your life is on the line. And no matter how much you're protected, when you look at Nipsey and the entourage he had, and all the people that do that, it's 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 bigger than uh, uh, us. It's 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 about what Nipsey's got to do. We got to protect him at all costs to have it happen in that way, in a place he felt more comfortable, the most comfortable he should, you know, not out of not out of state, not in a different area, but here where he planted his roots, here where he planted a business, here where he lived childhood memories, for him to be. Uh, uh, assassinated and yes he was assassinated he was executed by a coward um, it, it just uh, it just really frustrates me where I can't even get the words out of my mouth because it hurts it hurts that we as a people don't realize the pain we inflict on each other compared to what the pain the oppressor wants to do it makes us look foolish. You know, it makes us really look like we have no idea how to process things. We just react on emotion. We're not thinking people when I know we are the greatest thinkers because we are the ones that created what is America. We are the ones that created what is the world. And our ancestors are looking at us like, yo, what what's up? Uh, we've seen this before. We've seen the Malcolms, the Martins, the Pox the biggies. You know what I'm saying? The big L's. You know, folks that have all gone before the times. uh, You know what I'm saying? The uh, Fred Hamptons, right? We've seen all these things over and over. Like you just said earlier, I mean, this is not something that's new to us, but it's become so normalized that we spend so much more time debating going back and forth about a conspiracy and who's right about if it was street related if it was conspiracy a conspiracy related if the government had something to do with it and and trying to disrespect or discredit folks that just don't have that same opinion and kind of look at it on a different angle and so we're bickering back and forth on social media and it's about my opinion that matters yours doesn't but at the end of the day none of this brings back nipsey None of this continues to help the build. So my whole question to everybody else, regardless of what it is, he's dead. What are we going to do about it? How are we going to build? How are we going to respond? How are we going to move forward from here? Or are we just going to continue to be in a moment, have this happen in the next few weeks, mourn in, and then go back to our regular life? And I put that back on the artists that continue to perpetuate gang culture, continue to perpetuate destruction in our community, continue to perpetuate all these face fan- fake fantasies that some people embody for real. Outside of the music industry, there are really people that live and die with certain energy that people put out. So for you artists that are hurting just as much as a family, because this was a personal friend, a personal colleague, you now need to look at your catalog and ask yourself, what kind of energy am I going to continue to put out? Because when is going to be enough? till we just destroy all of us and then we have no one to fight in the forefront, no one to build in the forefront, no one to protect the children, the women, right? We have a battle within ourselves that needs to be addressed. We have mental issues, a mental illness in our community that needs to be addressed. We have a, 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 a community that is starving for greatness, but every time greatness comes and becomes great, we want to denounce it and we want to kill it. We have to look at ourselves. And I'm not going to go into that theory of black on black crime because that's bullshit. But I'm going to look at the theory of we must do better.
0: For more riveting information, thank you very much for the kind words. Where can folks find you to keep up with you?
1: Barry Axios on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and um, IG. Uh, And, of course, BlackBlueprints.com. Sorry about that. No problem.
0: Jermaine Morris on Facebook. Every other social media platform is at J. Morris CEO. It's been the Say Something Podcast.
1: Man, RIP, man. Rest in power, bro. Um, Rest in peace,
0: Nipsey Hussle. And until next show, we will holler at you later. Indeed.